Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. We're sorry it's been a few weeks since the last edition. Uh, we're very glad to be with you now. Uh, I'm sure you've all been enjoying the very nice weather that we've been having these last few weeks. It's very good for getting out and about on the roads and motorways and for taking photographs and we've certainly been making the most of it. Yep. It is obviously good to be busy. John is here with me, I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah, definitely. It has been amazing weather. But has that been an, the, the excuse why we've not done so many podcasts? Well, that's the excuse we're going to use anyway. We're going to stick we have been that. busy. We have been busy. We have so been very, very, busy. very busy. And we will tell you about some of the things that we are intending um, on having come up fairly shortly uh, towards the end. Uh, there are a few topics um, that we're looking to cover uh, this time. Um, first of all, we're going to cover some sad news. Yeah. Um, and, and that was the, uh, the, the passing of John Cullen. Um, who was one of the engineers involved in the production of the highway plan for Glasgow in the 1960s. Um, Anybody who has looked at the website will see that John's name appears frequently on our articles and and on the homepage. Um, John helped us immensely Mm -hmm. with the creation of the archive and it's thanks to him that it is what it is today. Um, Not only in terms of the records and, and photographs and whatever that he's provided us with, but also the knowledge that he had and the, the, the experience, first-hand experience gained in the design of uh, the, the Glasgow motorway system. Um, it was very sad um, news um, when it came through to us just um, in early May. Mm-hmm. Um, we met John back in 2009, January 2009. I was involved in my university final project at the time and that was covering the Glasgow motorway system and whether we would build it today in the in the way that it was and uh, he was immediately helpful and very encouraging and just an all-round nice man he was he was um, a, he, he was a, a decent but a very inspiring yeah. man uh, an engineer I mean I, I had the pleasure of meeting John on several occasions yeah. uh, at a later stage than you did Stuart yeah you know you you had the pleasure of knowing him a bit longer than I did yeah He was a fantastic engineer, Um, he became a a great mentor to me in my own civil engineering career, always uh, willing to to provide you with encouragement and uh, he actively encouraged us to to tell the story of the the Glasgow Mm -hmm. motorway system and and get it out there and uh, some of the facts and figures and stories that he's provided us with are, you know, they'll they'll be with us for for a very long time and they will obviously, you know, help us shape the future of the archive and how we go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just tell everybody a bit about who John was and, yeah. and what his career involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he began work with Baptist Sean Morton, who mm-hmm. are well known for, as being the designers of most of the Lanarkshire motorways. Yep. So the M74 Hamilton Bypass, the M73, Baleson Interchange. He started mm-hmm. with them in 1944. So, you know, the war the, was still the going war was at the still time. Going, yeah. that's how... And he, he got an apprenticeship with, with Baptist Sean Morton. Mm-hmm. Um, he studied at night school and uh, got his qualifications and, mm-hmm. and, and whatever else and gained some experience and then became involved in the design of the Cumbernauld Road system mm-hmm. in the late 50s. Just prior to that he had spent some time in America and he gained some crucial highway experience in America at that mm-hmm. time in the design of some of their freeways and that was in California. Um, so San Francisco, San and Francisco, Los Angeles. Uh, yep, and it had some involvement in Las Vegas as well. Right, yeah. and uh, he brought that knowledge back to Scotland with him. Mm-hmm. 
designed the Cumbernauld Road system and was then snapped up by Scott Wilson Kirkpatrick and Partners in 1960, um, just as they had been awarded the design of the Glasgow Inner Ring Road and the traffic studies associated with that. Now, that role later expanded to include the whole of Glasgow's motorway system, and that yep. became the highway plan that we all know and, and love uh, so much. Um, John's had another had a second spell in America and Canada uh, before returning to the UK to come back to Scott Wilson again. Um, he also spent some time at Strathclyde University as a visiting professor looking at vehicle turning mom- uh, movements and that, that kind of thing. Containerisation, a very yeah. specialist subject. You know, he was a, a real one for stats and figures and, and traffic engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, returned to Scott Wilson Kirkpatrick again and oversaw um, projects such as the Renfrew Motorway, the Dunbreck Road Connection and the like. Yeah. Um, he, he was first and foremost a traffic engineer. He was responsible for the alignment and the corridors chosen for nearly all of the motorways and expressways in Glasgow and for the junction layouts proposed or otherwise. Yeah. Um, he, it's fair to say he was disappointed that only 50% of the plan was ultimately realised. Mm-hmm. But he was proud of what he did achieve, particularly with the Ring Road. And uh, he felt that it uh, contributed greatly to the, the prosperity of Glasgow as it moved from the old industry towards the, the new modern industries that we know now. And I think, actually, John, and you'll probably agree with me on this, one of his proudest things of the whole the whole project was that it allowed for the pedestrianisation yeah. of the shopping streets in the central area and traffic was vastly reduced there and he all spoke yeah and, and he spoke as well because as you said John was a, was a man for stats yeah. and he had the fantastic figures which showed actually the reduction in accidents that has occurred uh, as a result of building these roads and taking traffic off the streets as yep. well yep. you know um, so there was there was definitely that a great thing about John I know we're talking about the history was one of the things I thought were the best about John in relation to us was that he was a guy who was actually there yeah. you know, and there's not many because it was no, so long ago that's right. it was so great to talk to the guy behind it and yeah. who was actually there because a lot of these, these guys yeah. now they're quite a bit older 60 years ago now since he was involved in the Cumbernauld Road system I mean yeah. 60 years that's a long time it's a long time and, and there are very few people left from that, that yeah. generation of engineers who were involved in the, the yeah. initial projects in Glasgow and it, it is good that we've known them and we're, we're, we're really are we're really happy really pleased to have known John, and we are we are very sad at the yeah. fact that he's uh, he's he's not here now to, to keep it, encouraging us and, and it, pushing. It us was forward. shortly after we actually recorded the last podcast, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. That uh, that it happened. So we, we have been yeah. have had that on our minds. Indeed, we have, and uh, and again a couple of other things. He had such a varied career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was involved in the the, the, the design of the Bag Baghdad yes. transportation study in the in the late seventies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got how, mu- how much of that is left? We we're not we're not sure. Not sure, but uh, he you was know. he was deeply involved in that, and in Hong Kong, yeah. and in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had produced a number of technical papers as well. And I'm proud to have co-authored one of the technical papers recently that he, that he produced for the yeah, Institution right. of Civil Engineers on the Glasgow Motorway System. Mm-hmm. I, I was was delighted to get involved in that with him because it was something that I would never have considered doing off mm-hmm. my own back. Um, and, and, and I'm truly, really quite sad that he's, uh, he's yeah. no longer with us. So we dedicate this podcast to him and, and the website as well will be dedicated to his memory. Mm-hmm. Um, we thank him dearly for, for the information provided and our thoughts are obviously with his family as well because it's obviously hard hard for them, for them. this time yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah but yes no I, I agree everything that you're saying there Stuart yeah. uh, I feel it is a, is a sad time but 
let's make this a really good podcast. Yep, we have, absolutely. as you say, yep. lots of things to talk about. Um, what was what was the next item you've got here on the agenda to talk about? Well, for anybody who follows us closely on social media, will be aware that a week or two ago there were a, there was a lot of discussion, and some might say argument about the motorways, mm-hmm. how they affected Glasgow, and ultimately what our role is today and yeah. telling this story. And what what became clear to me was that a, a number of people. A minority of people seem to think that we are there to stick up for the motorways, justify their existence, yeah, and argue in favour of new roads and all that kind of thing at the expense of whatever form of transportation this, these particular people support. Right. Now, that's simply not the case. It's not true. Um, whether we have personal opinions, pro or anti-road or otherwise, the main purpose of the Glasgow Motorway Archive is to ensure that records relating to the construction of the Glasgow motorway system mm-hmm. are preserved. Now, the Glasgow motorway system is unique in a national context yeah. and in an international context. Mm-hmm. It's unique in a Scottish context, it's unique in a British context, European context, and the wider world. Yeah. And these are features, whether people like them or not, mm-hmm. that are part of Glasgow's history part of Glasgow's heritage and they deserve to be supported and talked about yes and that is what we try to do we tell the story of how the system came about yeah. why it was built and we try to put that in the context of how they were thinking at the time i.e. the 1950s and the 1960s yeah. we do not consider whether we would be building an urban motorway through Glasgow today for example I, I agree with what you're saying and there seems to be this trend that I find a, a, a among people in the school thought that the 50s and 60s were a bad time it was yep. almost like they, they considered uh, the designs and the, the transport planning of the time to be a kind of urban vandalism yeah. you know yeah. but it wasn't they had problems at the time and these were the very pragmatic solutions to the problems at the time and like you sister mm-hmm. we're not we're not there to cheerlead and yes it nope. does come come across sometimes but we are actually just telling the story properly yeah. Not all roads are bad. That's right. You know what I mean? And, and and it's, crucially, we're telling this story through the use of facts and information that have yeah. been made available to us by people like John Cullen and others who were involved mm-hmm. and some of the published reports and articles that are there. That, you know, we're not putting a slant on things. We're simply no. telling the story as it is. So when we give you figures of traffic reduction of 70% in the city centre... We're not that, making that up. That was yeah. a fact. Yeah, yeah. End of story. Now, <laughs> one of the purposes of the website and of the archive in general is to provide this information freely to anyone with an interest in the subject. Yeah. Now that can include students, it can include people with just a general interest, it can include hardcore road geeks if you want to call them that, mm-hmm. it can be people who are involved in production of books or texts or whatever. Yeah. The information is free to all, it's mm-hmm. factually accurate and it's free mm-hmm. from opinion. That is the purpose of the website. And that is the purpose of our social media feeds as well. It is to tell the story of Mm -hmm. what was the largest civil engineering project in Glasgow since the construction of the railways a century before. That is fact. Nothing will change that. There are features of the Glasgow motorway system that are unique and should be celebrated and potentially protected because they do not exist anywhere else. Now, if that was a building, for example, from that era, there would be far more people cheerleading it Yes. You know, School of Art might be a good example of something that's unique. Yes. People are sad that it's been damaged. Mm -hmm. Might 
the motorway system or some features of the motorway system be regarded in that way in another number of years, who knows? But we want no. to protect these records that describe how it came about so that it can't be dominated by one side of the argument. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we are archivists, really, yes, aren't we? That, that, that is that, our that's primary what purpose. We, we do, yes. you know, looking at these, and these if, things. And if people didn't believe we were any yep. good, we wouldn't be contacted by production companies, newspapers, journals, print articles or whatever mm-hmm. else asking for input. Yeah. I, I think it is clear, clearly that, you know, there has been a lot of discussion yep. um, about things, but it's cool to keep this discussion going yeah. if you want these opinions. But we are just saying from our side of things, yes. we're not here picking sides. We're not picking sides, and we you know, do not want people who are close-minded to come on and give their opinions. I mean, some of the responses mm-hmm. that we had on Twitter were outright abusive. Yes. And there was simply no need for it's, it. It's sad, but it's in some ways with social media, it's, 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 it is it is a, it, the occupational hazard of running yes. social media, and you do get abuse from yep. time to time. But can I also just say there's some great interactions Absolutely. as well. say 99% of people in there have actually been really positive. Yeah. Even though they entirely agree with the system or not, there's always been a bit of food for thought. Mm-hmm. We try and keep our personal opinions. Well, the podcast is always a bit of a good way because both you and I, Stuart, we can we can bounce off each other and you might think something's a better idea. Yep. But no, when, when the chips are down and we're down to business and we're talking on the website, it's impartial. We're just telling the facts. Exactly. As someone who has a a keen interest in, in facts and figures and, and, and the truth and, and, and mm-hmm. trying to be as comprehensive as possible. I just felt that it was it was necessary for us to get that on the record. Why we're here, what is our purpose, yeah. what is our aim. If anybody wants to see more of what we are doing and why, they can look at the website About Us page, which has recently been altered and updated uh, to reflect some of what we do. Um, yeah. So I think... We've and define, of, define the roles in it now. Exactly. You know. Well, there you go. So, yeah, so that's kind of got that out here. I'm glad I've got that off my chest. <laughs> You've laid down the law. Yep. Uh, so hopefully, if anyone's still listening, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> not be so ranty. No, 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 no that, that, that needed to be said. Yeah, that I think it did. I think there's been a bit of misunderstanding, um, as I say, about what we are actually here for. Mm-hmm. We're not okay. pro-roads lobby. No, no, we're, we're certainly not. I mean, yeah. we'll probably at times discussing, we'll probably sometimes talk in a personal way, maybe yeah. things that we, we didn't so agree about. Yeah. Like, we, we do definitely feel that there should have been far more motorways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in some ways that is that is true, but it, we can get we can get to things. We have some criticisms, but they are personal. Yes, exactly. Exactly, we're and we're story. happy to have that as part yes. of the greater discussion. Yes. The greatest, and that's that's the beauty of the podcast. We can exactly. sound off a little. So bit. rather than go on about all this <laughs> stuff, why don't we move on to our our topic main of the topic. day? Yes. Right. Okay. Well, the topic of today, as promised on Facebook and Twitter, will be the M77. We have spoken uh, about the M8 mainly, uh, the network as a whole, but we've not really focused on another route. So I thought the M77. Mm-hmm. Needed some love. Yeah. So what's our uh, what's our backstory with uh, this particular route? There are many people that uh, sit, suffer, enjoy whatever <laughs> yep. every single day. So um, how did it come about? Really, what was obviously people wanted to get to Ayrshire. It was a part yep. of. Yeah. Well, it was a, I, it, what was known as the Air Motorway was mm-hmm. developed as part of the design of the highway plan. It yep. was clear that a route from the south to the inner ring road. Mm-hmm. would be necessary, essential, yeah. because traffic flows were, were predicted to rise 
considerably. Yep. There was high quality housing in the south side of Glasgow across the city and there were commuter towns like Newton Mearns and Barhead and further afield yep. and it was clear that traffic was going to come from these places to the city and that they had to do so on a decent road. Yes. So the air motorway came about. Mm-hmm. Uh, some design considerations and whatnot and traffic flow predictions led to it not being a direct radial from the ring road but it was pushed slightly west but it's interesting you say that because we have seen the, some of the original sketches of the yep. inner ring road from John Cullen yep. and he actually has it plugged directly into the ring road yes. on the southern flank yep. where it is not referred to as their motorway no. it's south motorway yes so it was it, it was thought about first in there until it was moved to where it was it, they determined fairly quickly that there were basically two reasons that that was not a good idea the traffic coming off it onto the ring road would be so high that there would be weaving and congestion issues almost immediately and two the high quality of the property to the south of the city centre would have led to pretty high land acquisition costs and property acquisition costs and it made sense to push it to a corridor just west yeah I don't know what kind of impact that would have had on the never built south flank but it would have been yet another motorway Uh, wedged in there among the rest so absolutely so the the air motorway as Mm -hmm. proposed Mm -hmm. in 1965 so it goes back back to 65 was a three lane three and four lane motorway Mm -hmm going from the M8 at Plantation, as yep. it does now, out to the A77 mm-hmm. at Newton Mearns. Yeah. So... So the kind of Junction 4 area. Exactly. Yeah. And it would have been four lanes initially, reducing to three lanes as far as Darnley, mm-hmm. before dropping to two lanes south of there. I'm sure this is delighting anybody that travels on the M77 yes. that knows what the current configuration Absolutely. of it is. Absolutely, and they yeah. get stuck in it every day. Yes. So... Scott Wilson were appointed to actually design the mm-hmm. air motorway corridor and route in the very late 60s. Sort of around about the same kind of time they were, they were awarded the Renfrew motorway. Yep. Now, we were recently given a project report for the air motorway, mm-hmm. um, which gives us some information on what happened. And basically, there were two things that happened. Increasing um, cuts in public expenditure led to the scaling back of the overall motorway initial spend mm-hmm. so the first target um, and the air motorway originally fell within sort of stage two which was delivery from 1975 to 1980 it yeah. was always going to be in the second tranche of the projects taking forward yes when public spending was cut back glasgow corporation took mm-hmm. the decision to scale the project back and what they did there was simply have it terminate at dumbreck road Yes. They had already committed themselves to building the ramps from the M8 to what was to be the M77 air motorway. Yeah. And they didn't want to leave those unused. They had to put them to use. So the simple option was to build a small section of road as far as Dumbreck Road. Yeah. And that's ultimately what happened. Now, some public protests about the effect of the motorway um, on Park Park were raised at that time and that very possibly had an influence on that decision making process as well. So can we just uh, summarise some dates here so we know what we're talking so the Renfrew motorway which has got our, you know, the plantation interchange on it, that obviously opened in 1976 and the ramps as you were saying were put there but not being used from that time Now, what what you're referring to is this connection to Dumbreck Um, this was was known as a Dumbreck road connection and uh, that was actually opened in 1981 and that was all that was there so that between that and 1996 when the M77 as we know and love 
Let me, uh, with us now. So let me read got some in there. Yeah, I've got a booklet here. Mm -hmm. Project report for Air Motor Stage 1, which eventually became Dumbreck Road Connection. And when was this it's written? It's dated 2nd of October 1974. Okay. Uh, it says, we have the pleasure in submitting to you a project report for the Air Motor Stage 1. Uh -huh. The report incorporates the revised design for the interchange at Dumbreck Road, uh, which we recently discussed with you, and also the vehicular bridge in place of a pedestrian subway at Gower Terrace. So that's right up the top of the railway. Mm -hmm. um, we now estimate the cost of this project to be 5.25 million. Uh, these prices have been arrived at in general by using rates for the Renfrew Motorway Stage 1 and adding 20% for inflation during the last 12 months. Because, <laughs> of course, this is right at peak yes. uh, three-day week and... Uh, minor oh, strike right, and, and yeah, whatever else that was on the go yeah. so uh, you can imagine um, a wee bit more information here um, Scott Wilson Kirkpatrick were invited on the 28th of December 1970 to take forward the design um, of and supervision of construction for, for Air Motorway Stage 1 um, as a result meeting sale blah 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 uh, we were instructed to include the construction of the three northern Air Motorway ramps and Renfrew mm -hmm. Motorway Stage 1 these ramps run from a point immediately north of Gower Terrace to the junction with the braided section of the Renfrew Motorway. Plantation. Yes. Yes. In 1972, November 1972, mm -hmm. the Air Motorway Compulsory Purchase Order and Special Road Schemes were promoted and a public inquiry was held in October of 1973 where they gave evidence at that. Subsequently, July 74, they submitted a short report on the Dumbreck Road Interchange where they recommended an alter alteration to the junction layout which mm -hmm. uh, it implies here was due to the downgrading of the south link motorway yeah. um there are a number of other highlights in this report so i've gone quite quite quiet here because yep. i've not actually looked through this report in the detail you have so i'm mm. I'm, I'm, I'm listening intently yeah, yeah, to yeah. some of this because uh, it's always learning here, when we look here, at these here here's a wonderful thing from a from a report very much right. of the time <laughs> Although the most recent assignment, traf traffic assignment, this is, cannot justify more than a two-lane motorway, there are certain factors affecting the above traffic forecasts which, in our opinion, create grounds for concern. Mm -hmm. The first factor is the increasing likelihood of extensive development in Ayrshire, for example, Hunterston and Irvine New Town, which could generate a considerable amount of traffic to and through Glasgow in the future, most of which will utilise the Air motorway. Furthermore, taking into consideration recent improvements to the A77, that's the Kilmarnock and Air Bypasses, we feel that a considerable amount of traffic has been attracted to this route at the expense of shorter but slower routes, in particular the A736 through Barhead and Logton, yep. which I believe was rerouted anyway. Should this be the case, an assumption, uh, assuming in the absence of any short-term improvements in this latter corridor, and if this trend continues, it is our opinion that the proposed air motorway is likely to act in the same manner and attract further traffic from adjacent corridors. Mm -hmm. We feel that a study of the magnitude of this change should be carried out before any adjustments are made to the external trip input of the GGTS, which was the Glasgow system. And uh, we recommend that a minimum of dual three-lane motorway be constructed yeah. um, along the length of stage one. Um, at an additional cost of £135,000. Yes, just to slap an extra line in there. Yep. And still they decided to build it with two lanes. But what the air motorway is, and you're talking about the air motorway. Now the air motorway, although we see in the maps, and if you look on the website, yep. follows the same alignment, more or less, mm -hmm. than the current route. But the air motorway was actually killed, so oh, to yeah. speak. 
And this moves on to the next part of the story, yep. which is the air road route. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the M77 is one of these motorways that was built during that difficult time. Uh, it's a later motorway. It came about, it actually, what, what, what you've got now, the section between Dunbreck and leading out towards Newton Mounds was actually completed at the end of 1996. Yeah. And anybody of the time will remember big protests yeah. that went on. Like, it was the only motorway actually in Glasgow that had the direct action protests yeah. for so, it. But that, that was different from the air motorway. Yeah. Basically the air motorway was cancelled in the mid-70s when Strathclyde region came in. And that's, that's why we ended up with the air... Air road so, routes. Yeah. And uh, I believe... Because we don't like using words like motorway yeah. anymore. <laughs> it says here, yeah. as a result of the cutback in capital expenditure, Mm -hmm. In 1975, we were directed to redesign the scheme to set lower standards and without any commitment to a future air motorway. That mm -hmm. ties in with something John Cullen told us, that the, the terminus was to, was to be made look permanent and not necessarily that, look as though there could be a future extension. Yeah, can I, can I just give a bit of detail on that? Because this is a great bit of trivia, and yeah. it's funny. Um, but the Dunbreck Road connection, it did just end at a roundabout. Yeah. That they, they wanted to design a way to it didn't look like it would ever be extended. Yeah. But the truth is, it could quite easily be removed and yeah. extended. And that's what happened. So, so they killed it, basically. And traffic on the A77 mm -hmm. through Shawlands and Parkshaws and areas like this skyrocketed, as predicted in the reports. Yes. And by the late 80s, early 90s, trying to get to Ayrshire from Glasgow was a nightmare. Yes, An absolute nightmare, despite yeah. there being some urban dual carriageways through there. It's amazing it took so long for that yeah. road to be built. I wonder what, you know, because I wasn't in Glasgow at the time. Pressure to... from... Ayrshire politicians, including George Younger, yeah. who was Scottish Secretary through the Thatcher era, mm -hmm. um, or the early Thatcher era, and an Ayrshire politician, pushed mm -hmm. hard for some upgrade or some provision of motorway. And it was at that stage in the mid 80s that they then started to look at bringing this back. Yes. And that was where Air Road Route came back yeah, because it was sounded a bit more politically uh, uh, palatable uh, yes. than uh, the Air Motorway. Generally, the schemes using motorway. Yeah is not common parlance, no. not even back then, because all across the UK, Newbury Bypass, M11 Link Road, uh, the, you know, uh, the, the, there were protests. Yeah. It was uh, the zeitgeist of That's the right. time to go and tie yourself to a tree or yeah. uh, dis disrupt a project in any way that you yeah. can. Now, unfortunately, as was the case of most of the Strathclyde region designed and proposed motorways, it was built as two lane. Yeah. M80 is the same. Uh, M74 was different because the traffic flows just would never allow for two lane. However, the M77 was built as two lane, and mm -hmm. we are now seeing. Yeah, we the, see uh, the problems. Look, problems it's better now. than nothing, but it is, in my just this is an opinion. I always feel like it is the weak link. Yeah. I think it is the road that causes all the problems at Plantation. Yeah. You know, you certainly see all the traffic backing up onto the ramps there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. And, no, and that report, that, that report that I've just Predicted. read to you from 1974. Mm -hmm predicted that yes you know uh, so it's a case of as as uh, some might say hell mend them um, <laughs> they, they created the problem from themselves and we're stuck with times it. change don't yeah. they and, and different things are where once it was uh it was it was a thing to build a lot of and roads you, and yeah. the times have changed and you know that. the project there was a number of advanced contracts built in advance of the actual road itself so yeah. by the time the main contract for the road came along it was built in 18 months despite the protests in yeah. Pollock park that, that that held it up to an extent the, the thing is it was always painted as if it carved up Pollock park but it didn't it really, really it did. went round the, right the perimeter around the edge, of it. yeah um and uh it's actually quite a, a handsome and tidy motorway it is i, I think that 
I think that was part yeah. of the planning, wasn't yeah. it? They landscape it, it very had well. To be sympathetic to the surroundings. Yes, um, and it, it, it works fairly well in the interpeak um, and the yeah. off-peak, but uh, not so much at peak. Silverburn Shopping Centre and the increasing well, housing at Newton Mearns have really killed it. Trivia for you: 2015 traffic flows mm-hmm. for junctions one to three had more traffic on that two-lane section of M77 than we were seeing on the M74 completion at the same time. Oh, wow. And it's three-lane. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. 95,000 vehicles a day between one and three see. on occasions. Now, that is the extreme end of what two-lane motorway can handle. Yes, there is a set of figures, I believe, in the Design Manual for Roads and Bridges, which yes. does dictate the uh, AADT Absolutely. of what it yep. should be. Now, are we discussing doing... the Southern extensions as yeah, well? Yeah, I, I want to touch on that because that's also part of the story, although yep. it is more out of the Glasgow area. Mm. The, the, the story of the M77 didn't finish in 1996 with the air road route, as some people will remember. Yep. If you When you came off the motor, you were put onto a rather, uh, well, characterful single mixture yeah. of single carriageway yep. and uh, you know kind of overtaking lanes that that would take you down into Ayrshire which it's, was yeah. uh, it's one of these it's one of these funny stories because to give you some background for the for the A77 so the county of Ayr yeah we're obviously much more pro road than some of the other counties as we've as we've discussed mm-hmm. um they ploughed on with a Kilmarnock bypass dual carriageway A77 a dual carriageway A71, yep. a dual carriageway A78, and these things were all built for industry and for tourism and for all these reasons. And Ayrshire has a fantastic system of dual it carriageways. Does actually, you yeah, can go it's... anywhere in North and, and 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 South Ayrshire generally pretty quickly. Yes, you know. yes, it does. I mean, the Irvine bypass with dual three oh, yeah. is the only dual three lane all-purpose bit of well yep. of, of any considerable length but a bit of road in scotland yeah and, you know. and that was all built very quickly and very well in the yeah. 60s and early 70s mm-hmm. now we were left with this anomaly in the middle from the dual urban a77 at newton Mearns to mm. the north side of the kilmarnock bypass yeah. and it was that section of road that in places was single carriageway with three lanes where shared yeah. overtaking the lanes in lanes. the middle yeah uh, yes and it had I the do most remember it. horrific safety record yeah. Now that obviously caused a number of problems mm-hmm. um, through the years. Where yeah. accidents and police officers were killed, and a number of other people were killed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it dragged on and on and on. There was discussions through the eighties and the nineties about how it should be taken forward um, and and why. Uh, and basically, just political. It, it was it know, was a big scheme as well. Interest, uh, you know. I mean, it, it opened eventually, didn't it, yep. in two thousand and five? Which is weird because at that time, in the not Scotland but the whole United Kingdom, mm-hmm. very few roads were getting built. Yeah. Because I think there was some year where there were no new motorways that opened across right. the entire, and, and it yeah. was at that time where, if there wasn't a shovel in the ground, it wasn't getting built. That's type right. Of thing. I can't remember much else opening so, in two thousand five. Yeah. And, and I often wonder if one of the reasons that it was so slow to actually become anything or even be upgraded to dual carriageway was because the Renfrewshire County of which that section of road fell into prior mm. to the regions coming in were, you know, they were quite slow and, and not very enthusiastic about motorways as we found about the Renfrew bypass yeah. and about the Paisley to Hamilton motorway and routes like that, you know, they just weren't keen. And I do wonder if maybe that lack of uh, drive for roads maybe led to that, that section falling behind. Um, yeah. Because it's certainly shown as motorway in the GGTS report. Yes. Um, it's shown as motorway extending out, so there was some intention there, but that would it's need to be way. driven by the Scottish office. And clearly, after reorganisation, Strathclyde Region came along, they didn't necessarily have the desire to do that without it being pushed. Yeah. You know. So yeah, there's maybe a number of reasons for that. 
Okay. Well, we've covered that then. We've covered the, the original stub. Yeah. <laughs> Stumbreck Road Connection, the, the 90 scheme, which took it as the urban motorway through. And then uh, the Malatsuit of Fennec, mm-hmm. uh, which also, by the way, did include the Glasgow Southern Orbital Road. Yes, it did. Which goes from uh, Junction 5. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. You've been nil to to uh, out towards East Kilbride. Phelps Hill. East Kilbride is some two six. Yeah. That was a scheme that had been pushed for years as well. The Eaglesham Bypass. Yeah. I think it was also. Uh, yeah, because the B seven five B seven. You're good with your B road, Stuart. One of the, <laughs> the B road through Eaglesham Moor. Yeah. Um, was bad. Yes. Safety for weather for any number of things that it, it did need a bypass. Is that the one that was lethal in the fog? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've heard about this um, road. Yeah. So yeah, that was essential, and it happened eventually. A bit of a hangover from the sort of uh, the Paisley Hamilton motorway from the GDTS, yes. a small section of that. It's another handy road yeah. that never got built. That scheme mm. was a PFI scheme. Yes. Um, it was a thirty-year contract. It is overseen by Renfrewshire Council on behalf of Transport Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, it has had one or two maintenance issues on the surface, as well, some people have there, seen. There's some questions um, about that, but we'll get to. Yep, you know, we'll come um, to those shortly. Um, um, you know, so, so for the next few years, at least that section is going to remain as it is. Very unlikely to be any changes or extensions to that. No. Um, the M77 in general. I mean, the future for the M77. If the pace of housing construction continues in Barhead and in Newton Mearns and Clarkston and Busby in these areas. Traffic on that road is going to continue to increase and the congestion that we have in the morning, which mm-hmm. can be all the way back to junction four or five, is only going to worsen and it's probably going to become worse on the southbound side because that causes problem in the evening peak back yeah. from junction two back you, to the you M8. You mentioned it earlier about Silverburn. Yeah. I mean, it did actually get in 2007, I believe, yep. in that yep. shopping centre end, that, that junction two was modified, yep. wasn't these, it? These developments this are wonderful things. I, Nobody would ever criticise them, but when you don't provide enhanced infrastructure yeah, to cope do. with the traffic generated as a result, that's that's terrible. That that yeah. really is poor planning, and, and I think that the M77 really is a good a good candidate for widening. Yes, um, definitely. At some point, I think that knee very seriously needs to be considered. It's, it's um, so good. What, what you're saying, Stuart, is it's going to lead so well into some of these questions. Right, well, we what, what, why don't we go up. into the reader questions then? I think Unless so. you want to say anything else on the M77 yourself. Not, not really as, as a whole. It's actually not a road I use. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, generally, when I'm going on the M77, I'm actually going somewhere nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, but I'm, I'm very fortunate. I don't have to suffer at peak times. But as, as you're saying, Stuart, it's, uh, if, if the traffic levels increase, it's going to get Edinburgh City Bypass bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you don't want to get no that bad. You, you don't want that. We, no, we really um, don't need that. We don't need that. So no, I'm I'm hopeful something happen too. But uh, it, you know, it has its own story, and I hope we told it well. Yep. well let's get to our questions. Okay. Eh? So um, political tapas uh, from <laughs> Faith. From Faith. <laughs> Where do these people get these? I, names? I'm really. Well, I should really check these names before <laughs> I come on, just in case somebody's got some belter after yeah. me. He's he, he's got three. Or, right. Or, okay. Or, or she. Or she. Uh, or she. Or she has got three questions. Um, quickly, this one: Will there be a third extension to air? No, you, no. The is, a, is there anything <laughs> on the cards right now? No. no. The A seventy seven is a dual carriageway around Kilmarnock, and to air functions very, very well. The only problem it had was the at-grade crossing points around about Symington. Yes. They've been removed, provided with grade separation. The traffic flows on that road simply do not justify any 
Found any further ones. It's more of a safety thing, isn't it? I know there's yes. average speed cameras, which yep. we're told should be going back up to 70 at yep. Symington. Yep. Um, I believe the question's been posed in Parliament a number of times. Yep. So, yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't think there was any, any justification for upgrading that. They were going to see that blue line go south nah, anymore. No need. No need at all. I okay. would rather see blue lines elsewhere than on, on there. Yeah, because as you say, I mean, it's a, it's a dual carriageway well, already. It functions yeah. very well, and the junctions are all very good. You know, yeah, It's yeah. a very well-designed piece of infrastructure for the it's time good. it was built. Well, there we go. We're giving Royal and M's. We're giving some A77 love. Yes. So there we go. Right. The next next question um, is: Should services be encouraged to be built as it is the main route to Northern Ireland? Well, I I have actually got something here for this. Services were planned on the M77 um, that were to be built in conjunction with the Mountsey um, to Fenwick. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and there was going to be one down at Junction 6 this was known as Kingswell services and actually yep. appeared on maps yep. believe it or not it was on it even appeared in a 2009 A to Z despite the fact they never built it yep. so they did actually plan a motorway service area uh, it would have meant some extra slip roads added to the junction and uh, when it never happened they did think about moving the services to Junction 5 Right. Um, but that never materialised either now I only I only found this out. Uh, I just want to say from the the, the great website Motorway Services Online because uh -huh. uh, I actually seen this question. I went, you know what? I have heard of services meant to be on this yeah, road. Yeah. So that's a bit of a history one. But is there anything planned, or is, well, is it local do, services provided? Do we know why the why that plan didn't come to anything? No. Because Motorway Services Online did not expand on this. It's a very busy route. Yes. There are no services between Glasgow and here. No, there aren't. It would be an ideal location for them. I think um, I think so. Now, but... we seem to have some issue with service areas in Scotland because there have been a number <laughs> of reports through the years. Now, now yeah, when the M80 corridor study was done, they recommended building a service area either on the M80 or in the M73 to take heavy goods vehicles off the A73. Wasn't done. Yeah. There were other proposals for when the M74 was being looked at to consider other services on there. Wasn't mm -hmm. done. They've looked at additional services elsewhere in the motorway system, and they're not done. For some reason in Scotland, we cannot seem to build proper, and I classify proper as a good English-type motorway <laughs> service area. We don't seem to do we them do. very well in Scotland. Oh, some that's... of the M74 are all right. Yeah. Um, but they're not... It seems to be the further north you get uh, that they're, they're not the best. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, Hart Hill was all right. It's better now. Yeah. It's got a fantastic bridge. Yep. So uh, yeah. one one day, Stuart, with the podcast, we'll, we'll have to talk a little bit about services. Oh, you know, it's always, yeah, we'll be really always, scraping the barrel by <laughs> then. Always good fun. Maybe on podcast 24 or something yeah, like that. We'll, right. we'll get to that. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's some signs on the A77 for local services. Yeah, but are local services any good? They shut at five in the afternoon. Yeah, everybody's true. closing their public toilets and these sorts of things. And fuel is, <laughs> you're lucky if you can get a petrol station. Do you know I was coming off the M90 last week? Right, and I right. passed Kinross Services, uh -huh. um, and I was coming down the A977 back to Clark Manor. I, I know that road. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were charging 153.9 pence for diesel. Now that is 30 pence more than at a supermarket. That's quite cheap for uh, services. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I'm not paying that for diesel. I refuse to pay that for diesel. I'll stop at the Shell, just down from Crook of Devon. Right. Well, it was five o'clock in a Sunday afternoon. What yeah. happened when I got to the Shell? It was closed on Sundays. Oh, so you My were goodness. Held. Yeah. So local services can't always be dependent you, upon. You held to ransom there, but just to yes. get... <laughs> poor, poor Stuart. <laughs> Pay all that money. You know, but that's it there. This is why we can't afford a, a better microphone. Look, <laughs> um, look sh should... Just to get back to the question, yeah. yes, they should. It yeah. is the main... You know, the political 
tap us is right. And yes, they should. So uh, the next question is: um, Is the M77 junctions one to four? So this is the Glasgow part. Of yes. It, uh, the perfect candidate for a Scottish version of smart motorway. Uh, running currently, you know, the ones that, like they have in England. Yes. You always hear about smart yes. motorways. So yes. Is the M75 in the good Well, <laughs> do you remember they oh, proposed that bustly for yes, the M77 yes. and the half shoulder? Yes, I do. What and they carried out their traffic studies and they discovered, my goodness, we have a bottleneck at the northern end and it'll just make congestion even worse. So, yeah, well, the, the lessons of the M4 bus Yes. Thing. So yeah. the bus lane was quietly dropped, never to come back. Transport's gotten very quietly pushed that one aside. Yes. And uh, if they were going to consider smart motorways, then yeah, it could run between one and four. But see, to be fair, smart motorways and two-lane motorway don't work very well because you need to bring the lane back in at some point. When you get to a junction. And you're going to create a bottleneck. Yeah, let's not forget what we're dealing with here. The M77 is, uh, I classify parts of it as urban motorway. Yep. You know, and it is, and the junctions are quite close together. Yes. You know, and the um, the kind of geometry of the road, yep. horizontal, horizontally, we're talking about bends here. Yeah. Uh, isn't probably ideal, you know. It's not just simply a case of uh, using some paint either. No. You need to completely reconstruct no, hard right. shoulders yeah. and there's, there's all kinds of... Gantries would need to be changed and barriers exactly. and signage. Uh, it would be very expensive. You, you know, may as well just widen it. Widen it. Yeah, widen Make it three it. lanes. Widen Make it four lanes. <laughs> Make it four. Yes. That section from Junction 2 at Silverburn to the M8 needs to be four lanes yeah, I to function I agree. correctly. I agree. And there's plenty of land there. And I think there will be a chorus of agreement yeah. with people who might be listening to this yep. with their handbrakes on at the moment at Junction 2. Very important. Yes. <laughs> right, okay. Um, that's all the questions from that person we are going to move on to john okay. not me john at real 623 can you trust the john i, I, th I, th I think you can to okay. be honest with you i've known a few they're all right um <laughs> so john says um why did it take so bloody long to build it language <laughs> old road was a death trap yeah also, I don't understand why going northbound for Kilmarnock, the full carriageway just stopped shy of Fen Fenwick. Who paid for that bit? So do you see, right. what, do you, do you see what John's it asking? It kind of covers what I said earlier about yeah. why that middle bit... We're talking about the rubbish. Yeah, why bit, that yeah. didn't happen. And, and I do think it's a, a case of limited political support in those crucial early years in the 60s and 70s when it could have been dealt with yes. and it wasn't possible because the authority it was a borderlands type yeah, thing yeah. and the authority there maybe wasn't the most enthusiastic about road construction yeah. um, could also be that because there were other priorities mm -hmm. um, that it wasn't considered important enough as well yeah. Um, there may not be money in traffic flows might have been quite low like we described in that report we might find it might be found historically when you look back that traffic only increased on there as other bits of the puzzle came in yeah, so maybe yeah, the A736 was the better road at that point I don't know. Maybe. Um, you know, there are obviously reasons why. But as for why the A77 ended at Fenwick, that was simply because that was the northern end of the uh, Kilmarnock Bypass. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that and was it. And then it tied into that, by the way. Yeah. I think that answers that, mm -hmm. to be honest. That's funnily enough, um, that's all the, the questions that people have asked specifically about the M77. Right. Somebody else has got uh, an M80 question. Oh. So, different road, oh. going to the other end of the town yeah. now. Um, so, uh, this is John Jonathan Towers. Okay. Um, who's is also on any Twitter. relation to Alton Towers? I don't know. I'm trying to look at his photo. I can't quite make it out here, okay. but um, maybe we could don't be a know. Good, ride. could could be any could be lots of fun. There we go. 
So Jonathan asks, I'm curious. <laughs> it's an it's an M80 thing, but still a question. That's okay, Jonathan. Yeah, right. uh, why is the limit 50 miles an hour from the Glasgow <laughs> boundary? It seems like a normal motorway until the Royston Railway viaduct. Yeah, yeah. There are a number of theories that get kicked about about the 50 yeah. limit, right? Yeah. Now, we know that the inner ring road was, was, designed. was designed as a 50 mile an hour road. Yeah. We know that the Renfrew motorway was designed as a 70, and we know the Monkland was designed as a 60, mm -hmm. right? Now, the Renfrew is 50 as far as Helen Street. That's right. The Monkland is 50 as far as Proven. And then so it goes. Then it 50, goes up to sixty. Yeah. Then it goes sixty, and then just at, I think it's at uh, eleven. Yeah. And then you've got this section of M80 that's fifty, and you also have the brand new M74 that was designed as seventy, mm -hmm. but it's fifty as far as Pomodi. And our old friend, the M77, which yep. seems to have a very far out a sixty. Very limit. far out sixty limit. Sixty. Which so, used to be fifty, by the way. They only upped it fairly recently. It used to be fifty all the way to junction three, four, um, and now. It's 60 as far uh, well, as three. I, I know it's 60 up the hill, but yeah. you know, going back to the M80 question, what we're saying is you're, you're, you've identified a pattern of um, yeah. questionable speed limits. It's as if they have tried at some point, and we don't have any facts on this, we, we have no information to back this up. It's mm -hmm. almost as if they have tried to create an area within the city mm -hmm. that's 50. Yeah. And they're roughly from the same point. If you look at Pomodi in the M74 and Proven in the M8, they are roughly at the same point, east, yeah, east, all the way through, say, and the same as you go west. Yeah. It could be that they were trying to keep traffic flows slow so that the road space was better utilised. Okay. It could be that they were trying to reduce noise. That's right. That's the other one. Traffic noise. Traffic yep. travelling on asphalt. Yeah. A concrete's even worse, but yep. travelling on asphalt. At 70 miles an hour, makes a lot more traffic noise Indeed. Than, than at 50. Indeed. Yep. And the other theory that I have heard on a number of occasions from mm -hmm. a number of people was that it was a specific request from the police. Strathclyde Police. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they had a lot of say over the M74 indeed, completion they did. speed indeed. limits. Um, now, I can't back that up. I don't know what for what reason they would ask for that. Again, it could be for public safety. Mm -hmm. The railway bridge on the M8 at Robroyson is quite a tight bend. But whether it should be or whether it needs to be as low as 50, I don't we, know. We have we have another area at Junction 29 where there, there's uh, and, and over the White Cup Viaduct where we go from 70s to 60s mm -hmm. to 50s to back to 70s in the space of just over a kilometre. Yeah, uh, I believe in that. It actually is due to engineering reasons mm -hmm. in some ways about about bridge parapets. So there's a lot of reasons we don't actually have anything definitive here. No. That. that's a sad thing. All just, <laughs> all just theories. All theories. You know. I mean, it could be that the, historically there was a, there was a safety issue, and there were yeah. a number of accidents, and that led to the downgrading of it. But summarise, it was designed at a high speed. Yes, it was. Um, because we're talking about the steps bypass here, 1992 Steps road. bypass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was designed to that speed. So, and, and I also know that the Monkland motorway mm -hmm. was originally 60 all the way through to the ring road. Yeah. So it was stepped down at some point to 50. Mm -hmm. Probably around the time the M80 opened up the mine. Yeah. Yes. I do remember. I do remember finding out about that. Mm -hmm. Speed limits are funny things. There's a lot of science, a lot of road safety, and yeah. uh, I, I mean, kind of, there's a whole side of engineering. Oh yeah. To, to dedicated to road safety and why yeah. speed limits are the mm -hmm. way they are. Yep. Um, to be honest with you, sometimes yes, we do see speed limits set for what, what could be described as political reasons, like blanket twenty mile an hour limits yeah. and stuff. But yep. uh, those are some of the reasons we've discussed. Indeed. Look, that, that's, that's all the questions. Uh -huh. uh, to be honest with you, so that's. Well, uh, 
they've been rabbiting on for almost 50 minutes, so I think they have a very good day. Well, everyone's either at work or still stuck in yeah. traffic, so <laughs> should, we ju- should, we just, should we just talk a little bit about what's coming up on yep. the site and, and we'll let everyone yeah, get on with their lives? Um, the priorities for the coming weeks and months of the website are a new revised M8 index page, i.e. Mm-hmm. the one that gives you all the information about the M8 in general before you click yep. down into the individual contracts and routes. It's really good, by the way. We, yep, we have yep. some <laughs> new maps coming at last, which I have been thinking about for years. Yes. They're finally starting to take shape, and I hope that people will like them. Mm-hmm. They're very clear, very precise. And our own. And our own. Crucially, <laughs> our own. <laughs> yeah, no copyright. Um, we're in the process so of filming parts of the network with our yeah. GoPro mounted to the roof of the car. Um, for each article page just yes. to provide you with some details and whatnot it'll be a bit more enjoyable um the ring road pages will i promise finally be expanded and completed and we also have a page coming up on the cumbernauld Newtown, and its road yeah. system as well We're looking forward to that one indeed we are looking forward to it because i don't have to do it same here <laughs> that's why checks works boy check who's our other colleague who he's our town planner expert. he's our town planner it doesn't feature on the on the podcast. We should squeeze a wee, a wee um, visit from him in at some point. I think you'll have to drag him in here, kicking and screaming. Very possibly. Very but that's possibly. just it. Yeah, he'll put us to shame. <laughs> that's the thing. No, absolutely. So no, that that's well, it's exciting. Yeah. And we'll keep the social media stuff going. Keep interacting with us. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Yeah, and hopefully we'll, we'll get another one out in August. Yeah. We don't want to leave it in our two months well, this time if we can help we, it. We, we have, I mean, the, the good weather, yes, we have been very, very busy. Personal yeah. things, also good work things yeah. as well. So we do, we, do, we do have lives, yeah. sadly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, that's all from me. And me. Okay. See you soon. Cheers. Bye.